trending news right now. In the sports as well, at Lehang, let's talk uh, the Gypsy King, Tom Fury uh, versus Deontay Wilder, that boxing match that took place also on Saturday. So on the 11th round, there was a knockout of uh, Deontay Wilder's to- uh, Tyson Fury winning this one. Um, Tyson actually defending his title, it's something that's quite important. I think everyone was looking forward to the match itself. Um, so I think defending his title was probably one of the most important things that he needs to do. I think it gets to a point where when you're so good at a sport, the only thing that you need to do is to constantly defend your title because everyone wants to win against you. Yeah, and this was the third time they were meeting? Um, it was, but like I also think that... like. Um, even like before the match itself, like Tyson has also been someone who's quite good at the sport. So everyone was really anticipating him to win. Um, but also sometimes we do want to see underdogs or we do want to see the other people mm. win. But um, he really was in it and he really wanted to defend his title. And uh, I don't know if you watched the, uh, the match. I'm not a really big boxing person, but this was quite a big one. How do you feel about how the match happened? Uh, 11th round, there was a knockout. It was quite some okay. time, right? Yeah. And also that it means that it took a long time. So that means that they were quite uh, competitive and it, it wasn't like an easy mm. win for that matter. Um, so I didn't watch it as well, but I was just like reading up on it because um, everyone was quite interested. Everyone was quite happy about it. Everyone was talking about it. So I do think that it took some time. So it means that even when you've won, it's not necessarily the fact that it was easy. I think the other person made it quite difficult for him to win. Yes, uh, the U.S. uh, boxer Deontay Wilder was also not an easy fight as uh, Tyson Fury is uh, from England. Interesting in terms of how he got his nickname, the Gypsy King. So this coming from his Irish traveler heritage. I think the Irish are known to be gypsies. They move from one place to mm-hmm. another. And both his mom and dad are, are Irish. So, But also his father was a boxer and he had the nickname Gypsy. His name was John Fury. What do you think of that, keeping it in the family? I think so too. And I also think it's it's quite interesting. And as a player, if you're, as a boxer, if you're given such name, it's also just you know hyping you up to do even more because it's, it's big. Is there a boxer actually that doesn't have a nickname? I don't know of one. Uh, no, same. <laughs> there isn't. The, all of them actually they have. I think it's part of the sport to actually have a to nickname. To have one, yeah. I think yeah. even in in soccer it used to be like that uh, in the eighties yeah. and nineties. I don't know now. Not so much, maybe. Not so much now in football. Yeah. Some do have, and others don't. Okay, let's talk uh, vaccine certificates launched on Friday. We spoke about this last week as well, anticipating the launch. It's happened now, the COVID-19 digital vaccine certificates, and this will be done through a digital vaccination certificate portal, uh, the Department of Health has said. How uh, this is going to work and what we need to note here? Um, so basically, the, the, the vaccine certificate allows for, like, vaccinated citizens to be able to access information um, and opportunities. I think the first information being about when you're traveling maybe or any kinds of information that's related to COVID, especially that's related to um, maybe if you have to travel, but more so about opportunities, which is making a lot of people quite unhappy about it. The fact that what is the point of having a certificate? Why are we really celebrating people who are vaccinated, who are infringing upon the choices of those who don't want to vaccinate.
the health minister citing that the uh, introduction of this portal is a major highlight in the country's ongoing battle against the COVID-19 pandemic. So what are these highlights then? I mean, we talk on the one side of those who are not so happy, uh, but the minister trying to cite some positivity to it. What are the highlights except uh, those related to travel? I think the highlights also is creating access to information, which is something that's quite important um, for COVID. And though we've had uh, information talks and the assumption is that people really do know about it, but the highlight is also the fact that the the government has actually created that portal to make it easier for people to access information, which isn't something that's like, I don't think we've, done it as a country, like creating a portal for something. Um, but also, I think even with issuing those certificates itself, it's, it, it, it makes it quite an easy process because someone can be a fully vaccinated today and then the next morning they can easily go into the portal and be able to get access to their own certificate. Do you think uh, this is a something of a now? We need to rush and go and, and make sure we get our certificates or we should wait a bit? And as you say, the information that's going to be there is something more of a future thing or is it really a, a now thing? I personally think it's a now thing if you have maybe you have to travel so you would need the certificate as soon as possible and travel. But I also think that even if you can get your certificate, as long as you're still allowed to access information at a later time, then that's also fine. Let's talk also, I mean, they talks of about uh, the certificate will be a tool to enable vaccinated people to access certain opportunities. Talking yeah. sports, uh, as we said when we're talking soccer, there's talks with Safa there, um, as well as recreation. But then also, um, uh, Dr. Patla saying that vaccinated people might have also uh, get uh, dis- discounts from shops. Is the economy not still in recovery? How realistic is this offer of store discounts mm-hmm. to those who are vaccinated? It's not realistic because, um, sure, it's important to um, reward people for vaccinating, but I don't think that now it should. we should do those things. We cannot be giving out discounts. We cannot now be saying that like access to spaces or opportunities should be based on that holistically. Um, so I think that also the economy is recovering at the moment, so we can't really afford to be giving out money. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the system also. Um, the the developers are saying that it's still in the process and uh, we are in phase one of it um, and uh, there's also going to be an expiry date. But talking about the actual uh, system, we know how there's crashes and sort of things when it comes to online and data systems mm-hmm. electronically in the country. But uh, Milani Volmarens, uh, project manager of this system, is saying that we are in currently phase one and the system will have new enhancements. So why not fully develop this system before we launch it? Mm, I think also it's quite difficult, especially for those people to be able to um, develop a system all at once because also they need to maybe go through particular stages, see how it works like allow for people to access the system and if there's any problems, if the system crashes, then that also makes it better for them to be able to enhance the system. So I think that's usually what happens when they are trying to develop new systems, especially new software. They have to um, allow for people to use them first before they can see what is really happening so that any mistakes or any crashes or any cracks within the system itself, it makes it easier for them to be able to fix it on their side. And this issue of uh, expiry dates, uh, the vaccination certificate, you don't just get it once. I mean, what does that mean and what should we read into that? 
I really do think that it's it's just going to be a time-consuming process because um, if you can get the certificate, can it just be... Because I also even think the vaccination cards were fine, to be honest, because mm. it works similar to like the yellow fever card. You just have the card for about 10 years to show that you're vaccinated and then that's it, as opposed to now having to constantly change the card or anything like that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's just see how it goes, I guess. Um, I think, I don't know, if maybe I would want to wait a bit of a week or some five days to hear what people are saying in terms of that experience because certain yeah. things like this, they can, ex- you know, they can frustrate me easily. And then I, w- I don't want to end up giving up. I want to hear what people are saying first and then I want to do it. I don't know what you think. That's true. That's, that's definitely true. Just to wait it out a bit and hear from other people. And But what do you make then of those who don't like the system? Because it does seem like this is the way we're going. The world is moving towards opening up again in terms of let's globalize and make sure that we are all vaccinated. You can't go anywhere without the certificate, it seems. And mm. here we are also hearing of things like even discounts from shops. So there's quite a lot of opportunities that seem to be coming with it. Those who are skeptical, uh, do you think they're going to end up just having to give up on those skeptical uh, sentiments and go for this? Um, I I think that like it's not um, it's not an, more so much of an incentive for people um, to vaccinate. I think the initiatives that have been that they have been that they have this, the government has taken for the longest time to encourage people to educate people to make sure that people are in a position where they can make like a, a well informed decision. Um, I think that they've done so much in terms of that initiative, and I think that they should continue to do so. Um, but I, I I just don't think that it's it's just it's not really an incentive, but it's just people feeling like they're forced to actually vaccinate. All right, um, we'll see how that goes step by step. And also, we know that uh, should yeah. the system crash and if there's issues, uh, there is a hotline number, COVID nineteen certificate portal number, and there's also WhatsApp support. Uh, but in the meantime, then I guess let's uh, do what we need to do. Yeah, that's true. And also, we know that the certificates can be downloaded multiple times. So if you lose your info, you at least have a way of regaining it. But there's a limit of two to three times a day. Which is better, I think. I think that allowing that sort of access is something that's better as opposed to now just issuing one certificate. Yeah. Talking online and internet and all of that, uh, hashtag cybersecurity, the Department of Justice, uh, talking about recovering from their cyber hack that caused delays at courts across the country. So this happened in September. What is the latest? Um, So I think even now they're still saying the same thing, that they're trying to retain information. Uh, But I think cyber hacking has been a huge problem for the longest time, Um, and now it's becoming prevalent again. But I also do think that I had anticipated that they have systems in place to ensure that doesn't necessarily happen especially because they know that they carry quite sensitive information. So I do think that even now when they're trying to retain information, um, it's it's important then to develop a system that can protect them from hackers in a way. And how will they be able to protect uh, the system? Is it an issue of just simply make sure, making sure you update the system regularly or it goes mm-hmm. further? I think you update the system regularly, but also you need to... Um, they need to invest in, like, you know, um, security measures that make sure that 
those sensitive information are kept like that for the longest time. Because also when I think about hacking most of the time, I always think that it's mostly an inside job, or mm. even if it's not an inside job, but it's also usually someone who's quite smart, which means that yeah, with the advancement of technology itself and the system itself, it means that you always have to be up to speed with the kind of uh, maybe systems and mechanisms that you can use to protect yourself. So it means that they need to update it regularly, but also they need to invest in systems that protect that sensitive information. So upgrading as well. Yeah. And they're saying that uh, a case management system uh, used at all courts has also been restored and most of the court electronic recordings are intact, but there still needs to be work done in terms of trusts, deceased estates and insolvencies. Um, that's true. Also, that's how you can see that it, it can make you uncomfortable in terms of how it's something when they, when it's also if it involves like the justice and just justice system and stuff like that because now you're simply saying that you're still trying to restore recordings and someone getting hacked so it's more of it's it, it, like there's just something more to it um, but I think that now as they're restoring the information we can only anticipate that we can anticipate good things only to happen and for them to actually be able to restore all the information so that the, the proceedings can can then take place. Yeah, well, if there can be an entire shutdown on Facebook, who are we with our justice that's system? True. That's it's just true. crazy how we are moving into technology that's supposed to make our lives easier, but uh, it doesn't really sometimes. It really doesn't. Sometimes it's very difficult and also even just access to it and also just how it completely changes everything, then it, it, it really does show that it, it's not as good as we um, had anticipated it to be. Yeah. A hashtag World Mental Health Day. Let's talk that the theme for this year is mental health in an unequal world. Um, I think if there was anything, COVID-19 did shine the spotlight on how unequal this world is. What do you make of this theme? Um, I think it's it's quite dif- difficult to deal with uh, mental health, especially in an unequal society, because the basis of it all is that others do have access to um, access to you know medical institutions to be able to get that sort of help that they need, and others cannot necessarily afford it. So it shows that with the inequalities and the gap between the two expanding, then it's going to highlight the fact that those who can. Um, will have better access to institutions that can help them, and those who can't means that they will suffer in silence or they won't even get any sort of help whatsoever. And I do think that now mental health is something that it has always been very important, but now it's even worse. And especially COVID highlighted a lot of things in terms of that inequality, and it also highlighted a lot of things about like mental health, the fact that people have been staying at home, people lost their jobs, a lot was happening at that time, and even now, then it did really uh, affect people's mental health. So I do think that now it's important to take an initiative towards making sure that we're able to have institutions, facilities that can help people even when they cannot necessarily afford to to pay for the help themselves. The, I mean, the aim is to raise awareness and to spread education when it comes to World Mental Health Day, which is uh, very important. How do we do this, raise awareness, besides moving away from the stigma attached? So besides uh, talking and, and making talking normal about mental health, what else can we do to raise awareness? I think awareness can also be raised when people know that there are uh, facilities that they can get access to 
and even when people have access to information, the fact that when you're not feeling okay, there's a number that you can call. Um, and I think more so when it comes to it, just the educational aspect is quite important, but also creating that sense of security where people are comfortable and where people know that they can easily get help. That's also another way of um, trying to raise um, a mental health. Depression, according to the World Health Organization, more prominent in terms of the leading causes of uh, suicide um, and the death in terms of the suicide deaths are amongst the 15 to 29 year olds uh, more prevalently. This puts a lot of pressure on parents, doesn't it? Um, it really does. Um, it really does. But it also opens the platform for parents then to engage the um, to engage the children and to make sure that they have those conversations with their children, so that even when they are faced with um, a situation like that, they know that they can easily speak to their parents about it without now having to keep it to themselves. Absolutely. We need to have these conversations and we need to make it yeah. normal for people to reach out uh, for help. And there's, as we say, we're living in an Internet society. Literally everything is in our fingertips in terms of information. So we should be able to reach out and uh, just make uh, the new normal as well to reach out for uh, counseling and therapy and even just to speak. And we know everybody's been affected. Uh, pandemic times have hit all of us. I mean, from wherever we are in the world and also whatever age group we fall under. But I think we do need to shine the spotlight on our health and frontline workers who have really, really been dealing with uh, even more on just being a human and then also having to respond to these cases they've been seeing, which uh, have been quite a lot in these times of this new normal. Um, that is true. I think for them, they were even expressing it um, that um, they need help. It's, it's just been a difficult time because they don't really get time to rest at the moment. Now it's everything is on the roll and you're just constantly trying to save people. You're just constantly... Um, also trying to protect yourself and to save yourself um, at the same time. And I think their mental health is largely also affected by the fact that now they have to sacrifice their own lives for like the next person, which means that even that also affects their family members as well. Because now you're thinking that at any time you can lose uh, your parent, you can lose your sister, you can lose who's a frontline worker. Mm. So it really has taken a toll on a lot of people. Thanks so much for joining us. How's load shedding affecting you? Because it was, yeah, hey, showing us the most mm. this weekend. It really was, but I think that um, it we pushed like things still. We could still do things, which is great. Um, but load shedding has been affecting uh, many, many parts of the world in South Africa at the moment. Yeah, Lebanon is going through their own as well. Hey, we're not we're not alone. And China, at some and some parts of China at some point last week, <laughs> I think Eskom okay. is kind of feeling like, you see, we're not the only ones. <laughs> Even with the Facebook that's shutdown, true. they were like, you see, things do shut down. I think if I was an Eskom yeah, CEO, true. I would have issued a statement there just for PR to say it's not us only, guys. <laughs> it's not just us. That's true. <laughs> what can we do but laugh at these things that are frustrating us? At Nothing at all, to be honest. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Have a happy Monday. So much, a great start you. to your week. Thank you so much.
All right, then. Atleha Mulef is social commentator joining us for discussing social media trends in the last 72 hours. Your responses then in terms of our poll question, do you believe that traditional healers can play an active role when it comes to addressing mental health in communities? Golden Eagle Tabo on WhatsApp, on uh, on Twitter says, yes, they can. But in today's world, 90% of the trained traditional healers are fake. Well, I don't think that's verified. I, I guess that's according to you, Golden Eagle. But you're saying 90% of the trained traditional healers are fake. They practice witchcraft and molest kids, reforming our communities. Uh, but there is no calling. It's just busata uh, nifela. So it's just Satanism, uh, according to Golden Eye.